This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, this week I am full of hot dogs. Oh, wow. I, I assume this was uh, the, the the case most weeks. You would think so, just yeah. from the looks you, of me. You come, you you come in rubbing your belly and muttering under your belly. Oh, that's too many hot dogs. <laughs> I had two hot dogs for dinner, Tom. Okay, but I put uh, and veggie dogs. Yeah, Tom, the worst goddamn. I'm not look. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention. Thank God. Yeah, the brand. Mm-hmm. This this brand should be thanking their lucky stars. I'm not saying. <laughs> There's no the only instructions are put this in a bowl of water in the microwave and microwave what? it for a minute. <laughs> no, there are other ways to cook hot dogs. No, I have to follow the prescribed instructions. Well, if the... there's something wrong with their hot dogs, that that's the only way they should be cooked. Then you shouldn't buy them. Exactly, I'm yeah. not going to buy them again. Yeah. Um, but you know, I put a lot of condiments on them. They're uh-huh. fine. But uh, don't eat hot dogs for dinner when you're 41 years old. Well, why not? Because it's it's, it's, uncouth, a nice, it's, it's unbecoming. It's a nice salty treat. <laughs> it leaves you feeling weird when you try <laughs> to record your podcast. Yeah. Well, great. It's good to know that you're uh, that that's the the energy you're bringing into the show this week. How you doing this week? Uh, I'm good, Tim. Although you know, I'm criticizing your energy. And I should say, you came in hot this week, <laughs> wanting to talk about the topic, <laughs> the, uh, way before even the microphones came out. You couldn't wait. Oh yeah. Normally we have, <laughs> Tom, is it weird that like I come here to record once a week mm-hmm. and we just uh, chat for like an hour usually? Yeah, a half hour to an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like we should all, we should be saving or maybe we're just getting warmed up. I think we're just getting warmed up and, yeah. and you know, we're, we're usually talking about like personal things <laughs> that we wouldn't want uh uh Broadcasts to the yeah, to but the maybe we world. started broadcasting that stuff. People would really start leaning in, yeah, and then <laughs> word of mouth would spread like wildfire. <laughs> you gotta listen to this podcast. This one guy every week he comes in this other guy's apartment. They ask each other how they're doing. <laughs> they ask each other how their week. I guess that's how the <laughs> that, that, of this you're podcast. describing the show. <laughs> <laughs> the difference here would be you'd hear the door open in this uh, version. <laughs> And like here, you sit down. We could just, we could add that to this with with uh, some tal- talented Foley art. Yeah, artists. I mean, we have those guys on retainer. <laughs> there is a guy standing two feet away from Tim with two uh, half coconut shells in his hands, dying. Just like, when is with... the horse going to enter? <laughs> when is this guy going to say he's on a horse and I could finally do something? Not going to happen. Not on yeah. my watch. Uh, don't they use like saws for something, or am I just thinking of music? 
Yeah, I guess maybe just. I think make, they like, use it for UFO noises. noises and stuff. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, why did I say UFOs? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move along. <laughs> well, Tim, since you brought up UFOs, <laughs> I won't talk about a lot of the UFO stuff going on right now. Tim, somebody's gotten to Tim and told him, uh, "You better get your your pal there to uh, shut his yapper about everything." Tom, mm-hmm. I haven't been more excited for a topic in a very long time. Yeah, I I could tell. Do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, Tom. First of all, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want this show. Yeah, Look, we're very very thoughtful about this show. Uh-huh. And I don't want this to be us uh, talking about the internet outrage of the week or like, yeah. hey, everybody on Twitter or Blue Sky, where Tom and I both uh, spend <laughs> most of our time, are dunking on this thing right now. Let's uh-huh. let's jump on. Because by the time it comes out, it's stale. Yeah, everybody's heard about it. and like the, Everybody, it's like when the, the late night guys are like, we didn't steal the Twitter <laughs> yeah. jokes. It's just that everybody made everybody in the world made a joke about this. Right. And there's um, only so many jokes that yeah. could be made about this particular situation. Um, but I think they steal them sometimes, right? <laughs> I don't think they steal them, but I think based on how many like people I follow on Twitter that are writers for late night and how often they seem to be on Twitter. Yeah. I imagine that sometimes yeah it's like oh they didn't intentionally do it but they in real they and remember like that wasn't your idea you saw that also people talk about like oh talk shows are dying and mm-hmm. like whatever linear television's dying yeah yeah but like the monologue you ever hear an interview with like a monologue writer for a late night show and it's like every night me and the five other monologue writers <laughs> each Submit 400 to 600 jokes. Right. And that gets whittled down to four jokes for the monologue. (laughs) Four jokes that you've heard a hundred times by then already. Yeah, like, (laughs) sometimes they're good jokes, I guess, but, like, we don't need to be putting that much manpower into, like, the first six minutes of a show that, like, less than a million people watch, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's why, like, all those shows are losing money at this point. Yeah, but it just seems like, guys... I mean, if you wanted to have one guy writing 450 jokes a night, or just like five guys each writing like five or six jokes. I mean, or they could... It would just pro- read Twitter. It would probably be a lot cheaper for them to just DM people and be like, hey, can we use your tweet? We'll Venmo you $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Now you're thinking like Zaslav, Tom. Yeah. I like it. I've been trying to think a lot more like uh, Hollywood executives that are just gutting everything to get to the bottom of the barrel Fire quicker. All the writers, yeah, and, and, and get, do we actually have to Venmo yeah, them the thousand dollars at the end of the day? You say you're going to, and then they're too nervous to follow up yeah, when what, it doesn't oh, come through, oh, and then they want to get caught up in litigation for yeah. years against one of the most powerful corporations. Oh, I hate if we, of the world. if you know, this this it caused us to not have to use your joke anymore mm. I, should, I should run a network Tim I got all these good ideas I think if you were installed as a CEO of a major corporation uh-huh. I think you'd slot in <laughs> like I think you'd get up to speed in a second and really enjoy being the worst person you could be <laughs> well hey any anybody uh, listening out there that's sitting on a board of directors 
Uh, you heard it. Why not hire me as your CEO? He's corruptible. Oh, I'm corrupt. But for like, but for the shareholders, for shareholder value. Yeah. And uh, your own. Yeah, of tape. course my own. But that's, how is that different than any of these guys? Mm. That's why I'd be so good at it. I know. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we're here being like, they're despicable. And I think the difference <laughs> between you and me is if tomorrow they said, Tim, we're going to pay you a quarter of a billion dollars to be despicable. You'd be like, I would say no. <laughs> I'd say yes. Yeah, you'd be like, we'd all say yes. All right, but I on my first day, I will strangle no more than twenty people. <laughs> that's where that's where I I draw the, the line. You don't str- you metaphorically strangle them. No, I'm saying literally quarter oh, yeah. of a billion dollars. I'll I'll watch. You the, think that's what they the want you to do? Drain from somebody's eyes as my hands are wrapped around their throat. Tom, if there was a very bad person that mm-hmm. did bad things, and you know you saw them do it, and they did it because they wanted to, not because <laughs> of anything else, <laughs> how would you? How much money would it take uh, for you to? Uh, to you know, like uh, I guess, be an executioner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it very much depends on what I don't the think, bad things were. I don't like. I'm talking about awful things that we can't even talk about. Okay, here. okay, yeah. So, did, like first class crimes—is that a phrase? Could you take Capital a life crimes. under any circumstances? Uh. Yeah. I don't think I could. I think I could. I'm against the death penalty, but I yeah. think I could do it. Yeah. And that's, ag- again, Tom, I feel like if the city or if the, 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 the feds offered you a lucrative contract to be an executioner, yeah. you'd be like, I'm against the death penalty, but- Right. Yeah. Well, it's just like how all these CEOs are like, I vote Democrat. However, <laughs> I, I give $100 million to this- uh yeah. Republican because it'll lower our taxes by yeah. uh, half a percent. I don't think the CEOs pretend that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that true. ship has sailed. Uh, but yeah, it depends on the method of execution. Yeah, how, how dirty I have to get my hands. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking about, or maybe I'm thinking about. Um, but if it's like an easy, like uh, like throwing a switch. Yeah, it's like well, what we read about in um, oh the uh, the experiments. Yeah, and books the podcast, this other podcast on mm-hmm. Patreon, where it's like, no, no, not the experiments. Okay. Um, the the um the idea that yeah. somebody had was like, hey, if the president wants to uh, launch a nuke, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, why don't we put the oh, nuclear yeah. codes inside a man's chest? Yeah, so he has to kill somebody. He has to with his murder. Bare hands. He has to cut the guy open with a knife and yeah. murder him. In order to get the nuclear codes, because like mm-hmm. that means that he'll have to take a life, and like, uh, yeah, and I think if I were president, I'd mm-hmm. be like, well, I'm not going to do that. Sorry. <laughs> well, our pre- our current president wouldn't be able to do that, Tim. <laughs> he'd be easily overpowered by the man with the. Uh, he'd be like, I know I went through with getting the nuclear codes uh, sewn into my chest. But, like, it's going to take too long for this guy to kill me. I'm just going to push him over, get him mm-hmm. to stop. I mean, also, the guy, like, that would be a fucked up job, right? Being that guy? Yeah, that would have to be your whole job. It yeah. shouldn't be like, we're going to sew <laughs> the nuclear codes into your chest. And in the off chance, in the very unlikely case uh-huh. that we want to launch nukes, the president's going to 
murder you with a knife. Yeah. And they can also be like, and you'll need to do data entry. <laughs> right. Like, you got to come to work and like, like your whole job should be that. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, like, you know, you, you bring a bring a Game Boy to work, bring a book, whatever. Yeah. You, you, you just sit on the couch <laughs> in the Oval Office and just like, do whatever you, you feel you like. You always have to be within like 10 feet of the president, but you uh, can do whatever you want. He, he would you do you that? Keep, he asks you to keep phone calls to a minimum. <laughs> would you be that guy for like? No, no. It's like one term. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Um, you probably want to see what the what the doomsday clock is saying at the yeah, time. Yeah, no, well, Tim, I'm always every morning I check the doomsday clock. It's one four year term, mm-hmm. and all you got to do. Is be near the president. Uh-huh. You know, like you have well, butlers and service, you know, do whatever uh-huh. you want. You bring a book, um, <laughs> you watch TV, they give you an iPad. Oh, nice. Uh, with like all the streaming services. Like they have a, a, a for free subscription for everything. Well, I would hope the president does. And then at the end of four years, they're like, here's one year of David Zaslav's pay. Here's a, a quarter of a billion dollars. <laughs> well, yeah, a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, how invasive would the, uh, the operation to get these put inside? Not at all. Like, Not at all. Or like standard outpatient. It would be like, It'd uh, be like uh, when they do uh, like knee surgery nowadays and they can just kind of like uh, poke endoscopic some things. Endoscopic yeah, or whatever. Yeah, endoscopic. That's the word. It would be an endoscopic surgery? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'd be... It'd be you, You'd be now, you drive I, there in the morning. Uh-huh. Hopefully you get in like early, like seven thirty. Yeah. You're home by, by one PM. Oh wow. That's yeah, yeah, that's an easy day. Yeah. I get paid for the full day. Tom, this is part of the four this is day one of of the four oh, okay. years. Um four years like you're not paid out until the end of the four years. <laughs> oh, but, is that but, taking walking around money? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everything's taken care of. You're with okay. the president. The pre you, you the president doesn't <laughs> so have I walking around. So ask him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to get an ice cream too. Can I borrow ten bucks? Yeah, but it's not even borrowing because yeah. he'd be happy to do it. Because uh, he, he's gonna feel bad because he's like, I probably gotta I murder might, this guy. I might have yeah. to uh, stab you in the chest one day. So the least I could do is uh, now. Would I be? Uh, I have a few more questions. Okay. Uh, would I be like famous within the press because of this? Would be? Uh, would I like be in every picture that the president's in? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Do you see that as a good thing? I don't think so. I don't think I'd want to be, uh, you know, I wouldn't want uh, 500 people on Twitter making a joke about me and then uh, the, one of the late night hosts stealing one of those. Yeah, jokes. I don't I don't think you always need to be within arm's reach of the president. OK, because it's not like uh, we got to do the nukes like with it, like <laughs> it, like you just have to agree to be able to get to him within like a minute. OK. Uh, what would be after the term is done? Yeah, would they take the codes out of me, or would they just change them and be like, "Look, the the codes inside of you, it's fine." Guess what? It dissolves. Dissolves. Okay. All right. How do they get it to dissolve exactly four years later? What They're, if somebody NASA launches... developed it, Tom? <sighs> yeah, but they sometimes NASA screws up. Sometimes NASA does screw up, and that's yeah. part of the calculation you got to make. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> Tim, you certainly give me a lot to think about. Uh, what book was that in? Um, I want to say Atomic Habits uh, or something. Was, was that one of the habits you should be in? 
you know what? <laughs> I feel like Atomic Habits was a book, and we do a podcast on Patreon, Books Podcast, where we read a book. And we, uh, mm. Analyze it? Do we analyze it? Sure, we analyze. Sure. We, yeah, we dig do. in. But I think Atomic Habits had like three things it wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, like what's well, habit- some interesting shit we could put in this book as Habits well. are good. You should develop a habit. Uh, and like uh, try to do multiple habits at Yeah, once. and then once you've got one habit, try and get other habits. Yeah. And then it's just like, and now here's some interesting stories. Yeah. Did you know that some guy proposed <laughs> that like the president has to murder a guy with a knife if he yeah. wants to? Yeah. And, and that book's been like the number one bestseller for the past five <laughs> years straight. Hey. We should make a book about habits. We should. Make a book about the guy that uh, gets his chest cut open if uh, they want to launch. Tom, a nuke. this is this could be a good like uh, movie in the in the vein of Dave. Yeah, yeah. Right? They all, you know what? Like uh, the president, like who the president is. I think got. I mean, it's silly to say it got politicized, but it did. And you can't make fun movies like Dave anymore. I right. think because then people are like, "Oh, but what is he? But what does Dave think about this issue?" Mm. And it's like, "Oh, buddy, forget it. We won't make a new Dave." <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. Tim, if I'm installed as CEO in these entertainment companies, we're making a new Dave. Yeah, we're gonna make two new Daves. Dave two. Okay. And then a reboot, like a oh. full reboot. Okay. It'll be named like Steve. <laughs> uh, you when you do or a reboot, oh no, Dave two, or just be called Dave, <laughs> or, or be called Dave one. Okay, <laughs> good. Uh, but it would have a, a gender swapped uh, lead. Of course, that's what you do with reboots. I mean, most movies have, to have a lady president because we have so many lady presidents. Now. <laughs> uh, Tim. Uh, well, speaking of politics, speaking of world affairs, uh, I don't think you've actually said what we're talking about today. And a lot of listeners of this show, they don't look at the title before they have uh, somebody else in their household start the podcast so they don't know. Yeah, most people are listening to this, I think, in some sort of... Um, Against their will. Yeah, it's some sort of saw situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're chained to a pipe or a radiator right. in a dingy mm-hmm. room with like, uh, you know, like uh, moisture on the walls. <laughs> moisture? <laughs> you know, like Just the like brown a sweaty walls. room? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and through like a loudspeaker, like uh-huh. an old school like uh, air raid siren yeah. uh, speaker <laughs> that they're, they're, this is piped in yeah. that's the primary use of this and podcast. then eventually it's revealed to them that uh the person chained up next to them has the key to the handcuff inside their chest exactly and the room's filling up with water Nah, not even that they'll just keep playing the show yeah no no this is this is this is the thing <laughs> that's gonna uh, drive them to... uh, the other guy's like please do it <laughs> please just take it out of my chest uh, we didn't start the fire, Tom. That, that's a song what we're talking about this written week. by Billy Joel, mm-hmm. performed by Billy Joel. Yeah, improved upon by Fallout oh, Boy. Oh boy, not not Im- We'll get to that. Let's. Did, well, or should we not get to that? Should we talk about that first? You that's wanna, what's relevant. Let's get this out of. So, uh, yeah. So this is newsworthy. This is mm-hmm. ripped from the headlines. Yeah. Fallout Boy, um, as of this recording, I think it was yesterday, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. This Bro, week. Yeah. Uh, hold, on. Let, 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 hold on. Take a step back. Mm-hmm. 
We Didn't Start the Fires, a song written and published by American musician Billy Joel. The song was released as a single on September 18th, 1989, mm-hmm. um, and later released as part of Joel's album Stormfront on October 17th, 1989. Tom, you like the name of that uh, album a lot, <laughs> no, right? I you, don't like you, you have a shirt for, for that album. <laughs> Tim, have a- I have a magazine <laughs> subscription. Uh a list song. Its fast-paced a lyrics include brief references He's trying to, to trying to make uh, uh, "We Didn't Start the Fire" sound like a BuzzFeed article. <laughs> uh, it includes brief references to 118 significant political, cultural, scientific, and sporting events between 1949, uh, the year of uh, Billy Joel's birth, and 1989, you in mainly chronological order. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, I I never realized that it's, uh, I think maybe I did know that in the past, but forgot it that it's, or just hadn't thought about it, that it's like from his birth onwards. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense, because like, yeah, where do you start otherwise? Right. And also, well, I want to get into the origins of it, but like it pretty much because was released like right before or as uh, during the fall of the Soviet Union. Right, a very significant event. Basically chronicled the entire Cold War Mm -hmm. from an American perspective, like everything cultural. Well, and also like any good uh, baby boomer, uh, Billy Joel thinks what happened during his life is by far more interesting than anything else that's happened. Tom, do you know the (laughs) origins of this song? No. All right, we'll just jump into it here. Yeah, <laughs> Tim, yeah, we're 20 minutes No, no, but I'm, just... I keep thinking I'm going to go back to Fallout Boy. Look, well, maybe we'll mix things up. Yeah, hey, this will be like a Tarantino movie. We'll be jumping all around. Uh-huh. Th- um, hey, this doesn't have to be in chronological order. Yeah, I mean, I like that. It's like, this could be a, t- a Tarantino movie as I'm saying that I need to do this in chronological <laughs> order. Um, okay, this is from, from Wikipedia. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, all right, hold on. So, according to Billy Joel. Uh, why are you telling me to hold on? You're the one reading this something. Is, this is 1989. Uh-huh. He has when, just when turned the song comes out. 40 years old. Okay, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm reflecting on my life. Here. Yeah, yeah. Tom, mm-hmm. you think of this probably in the same way that I do. This is late period Joel. Yeah. This is almost like extreme late period Joel. Yeah, yeah. This is second to last album, Billy Joel. Yeah. This is Billy crazy. Joel being like an old man reflecting on my life. <laughs> yeah. He's two years younger than you are now. Yeah. Um, but it's also crazy because it's like, I don't know, he was wrong because he's still he's still around. He's, I mean, he's about to- He wasn't to, wrong. Well, not wrong, but it's just funny to me because he retired like, from making new albums yeah. two years later. But he did retire very early, though. Yeah, I know. No. This is the other thing, and I think this is why turning especially 40, in today's like where musicians keep touring. But this forever. is the thing, Tom. Mm-hmm. They keep touring forever. Yeah. But I think the thing that uh, messed me up about turning forty mm-hmm. is that anybody who like did really cool stuff, which is yeah. just like people in the arts mm-hmm. uh, and like sports figures, mm-hmm. they mostly retire in their early 40s. Yeah. Right? And like, and that's like because they realize they're all their best up. days are way behind them. <laughs> it's like, 
All right, I've been I've been milking this thing for 15 years more than I even should have. Yeah. And I'm still like pretty soon I'm going to think <laughs> of the thing that's going to define yeah. me. Pretty soon I'm, I'm going to uh figure out what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um so it, to hear that Billy Joel was like, ah, time to wind things down. I'm yeah. 40." Um, in a 1989, 40 is different than a 2020. Yeah, I, I think that that's also true. Well, I mean, I've talked on this show before about uh, how, like, I have a distinct memory as a kid of uh, uh, a joke on, I think, SNL uh, about the Rolling Stones going on the Steel Wheels tour and it being called the Steel Wheelchairs tour because they were in their, like, 40s maybe 50 yeah and it was insane that it was like no now this is too much like we've we've joked about them still touring you know for the past 10 years but now who wants to see these old decrepit men up on stage and this was 30 years ago that they were making these jokes uh so i i think a lot has kind of changed with that idea but i think certainly in the in the 80s and early 90s there was this idea of like once you're 40 nobody wants to hear your music anymore right and by and large, that's true, even with the bands that I like. Oh, yeah, but it, but it doesn't mean you, you have to like stop playing music and stop writing music. No, everybody should do what they want, but I don't have to listen yeah, to it. Yeah, Sometimes I do listen to it. Mm-hmm. Some, and sometimes it's good. Okay. Um, he was hanging out with Sean Lennon, John Lennon's son, uh-huh. who was 21 at the time. Okay. Um, and... Uh, his friend, mm-hmm. um, George Harrison, Sean Lennon's friend, uh, Billy Harrison. <laughs> Actually, uh, George Harrison's son's name is Danny, but it's spelled like I think yeah, D H A. Yes, yeah. Well, it wasn't Danny Harrison either. It was just Sean Lennon's friend, probably a guy. Yeah, probably. Probably some hipster hanger on or something. Yeah, probably some some CEO son. Yeah. Uh, he said, it's a terrible time to be 21, to which Billy Joel replied, yeah, I remember when I was 21, I thought it was an awful time, and we had Vietnam, and you know, <laughs> drug problems, and civil rights problems, and everything seemed to be awful. And then Sean, did, did he just like walk over to a piano? Sean Lennon's friend replied, yeah, 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 but it's different for you. You were a kid in the 50s, and everyone knows... That nothing happened in the 50s. Billy Joel retorted, Wait a minute. Didn't you hear of the Korean War or the Suez Canal crisis? <laughs> <laughs> the trouble of the, the yeah. Suez. Um, and then he was just like, Hey, this gives me an idea for a song. And did he ever... He, it sounds like he didn't even remember Sean Lennon's friend's name. I mean, at least the Wikipedia article didn't uh, didn't call it out. I wonder if that guy uh, knew, uh, like ever knew this story and was kind of like, well, I guess he showed me after he saw that video uh, for the first time on MTV. Probably. Yeah. This was a video that got airplay. Oh, yeah. I remember it being on kitchen. TV all the time. Yeah, the guy as, burning as his draft card and everything. Yeah, yeah, it was a good video, actually. Yeah. I remember it was, it was kind of cool. Like, the, the time would, like, the decades were passing as Billy Joel was just singing at a kitchen table, pounding on it. Now, Tom, do you mm. think Billy Joel would take offense to someone in 2023 20, saying it's a... 
shitty time to be 21 what with uh like this is somebody if they went to college was all like you know probably remote for the first couple of years mm-hmm. because there was a global pandemic yeah um there was massive uh unrest in the streets where like there were curfews imposed on major cities um there's uh horrible global warming and late stage capitalism is like causing inequality to be worse and like i think billy joel now would be like yeah this is a pretty shitty time to to or do you think he's just like nah man haven't you ever heard of the suez canal (laughs) crisis you think this is bad oh boy i had to live through that crisis in the suez or do you think he's just like, I don't know, man. I live in a $75 million house with a bowling alley in it. And like, yeah. you can't, uh, I can't possibly comment on this. I, no, this I, like, don't, I don't actually, think you know he what? would take himself out of the con- I think he, he's a Long he Islander. Did. He's got an opinion. He took himself out of the conversation, Tom, 30 years ago. Yeah, but he's still got opinions about shit. Yeah, I don't hear him all that often, though. No, I think probably his wife hears him. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> 23-year-old <laughs> wife or whatever. I think his only opinion is like, yes, I would like another bottle of wine. Yeah. And yes, I am going to drive myself home. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that it is funny. I mean, that's a very boomer thing to do, to be like, oh, I'll write a song about it to show this teenager that my life was harder but also more interesting. Yeah, because the thing is, like, you know, Billy Joel's right. Like, a lot of crazy shit happened during his life. But it's like, yeah, he he wasn't in Vietnam. (laughs) He was in the Korean War. Like, he he was just uh, being the local piano man. Yeah. There was, uh, you know, uh, they put bread in his jar. Yeah. As they sat at the bar. Yeah. And he's like, come on, what am I going to do with this? Put some money in the jar. Every night I've got to take all this bread out. Yeah, he didn't mention it in the song, Tom, and this is this is an oversight. He should have mentioned how back then they called money bread. So, Tom, mm-hmm. musically, yeah. this song, nothing special. And Billy Joel will even admit to that. Mm-hmm. No, he primarily takes uh, umbrage mm-hmm. with. You take umbrage with. Something? Yes, you take umbrage with uh, something. The uh, usually with a glass of water. <laughs> the uh, the verse melody, which is just that's fun. It's like a marching band song. Yeah, I think he's at times he's referred to the song as dog shit. Yeah, but then he's also he's always like quick to be like, yeah, that song's kind of dog shit musically. Melodically, it's dog shit. But there's some intellectual stuff in the lyrics there. Yeah. Um. Then usually he doesn't like his lyrics. No. Usually he talks shit about his lyrics. Yeah. Um, He's a man of contradictions. I don't know how... how He's a a man of extremes. And he can't figure out. He doesn't know why he goes to them. Um, I'll tell you why. It's all that drinking. uh, This appeared on his Stormfront record, Tom. Mm -hmm. Um, Tom, the song Stormfront. Yeah. Backing vocals by Mr. Richard Marks. Oh really? Yeah. I don't think I, I knew never that. knew that. I yeah. never. I didn't know that till I was doing some research for this yesterday. Huh. Um, was that before uh, uh, Dicky hit it big or no? Eighty nine? No. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, can I ask you something? Uh huh. Is, is this gonna make sense if I play this on this? We're not gonna insert it, but like, maybe the mic will pick this up. Maybe it'll not. <laughs> what is going on in the beginning of this? Oh, with the like. Yeah, it like kind of sounds like it's like a a live crowd, but yeah, not really. Yeah, but what really. is that first thing? Is that like a guitar going like... Yeah, I don't know. I think it was probably just he thought it sounded cool. It does sound cool. I guess. Maybe he was trying to recreate the... Uh, the at the beginning of Allentown. I mean, like, I was going to say, I think he's just a guy that likes having a little sound effects kick uh, off his songs. Tom? Mm-hmm. I'm getting so good at playing Allentown on the piano. Uh, I, I'm glad to hear it. Maybe you should uh, move to Allentown. Uh, I'm not going to move to Allentown. Uh, sounds pretty dire there. <laughs> They're closing all the factories. It sounds down. like it was dire there 30 years ago, I can't yeah. imagine. Well, it's like now. Um, it's probably nice now. And I just, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention mm-hmm. there's a kid at the bus stop, Brandon. Um, not... Joe Brandon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brandon, uh, when uh, a kid I knew okay. when, when I was, I was like, seven years old. Are you talking old. about today? <laughs> no. <laughs> Tell me about some kid <laughs> Some kid you talked to at the bus stop. <laughs> no, when I was seven, I talked to this kid. Okay. And uh, You took the bus to school? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Pink bus. It's crazy. Yeah. All the bus had, buses had colors. Yeah. Um, it's like, and uh, so and we you, so and they, all the buses had colors, and they put me on the girl bus. <laughs> it was pink bus, and uh, I expected a big, like I was like you mortified. I was like, be, yeah, because I was like, right. I'm gonna show up to school in a big like Barbie bus, and yeah. like, and hey, the it's whole 1989. Be waiting outside to laugh at yeah. me. Um, no, I just had a p- piece of pink construction paper in the yeah. window. It was a yellow school bus. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Um, and I would argue, these days, that wouldn't even be a problem. No. Um, you know, everybody. The, I'm actually kind of surprised that they've back ungendered then, the colors, which yeah. is a, which is a good thing, which is a positive thing. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, I'm kind of surprised back then that they would have had a pink bus just because it's it, it. They had to have known, like, oh, yeah. every freaking eight year old boy is going to be. I think what happened mm-hmm. was they had uh, they had like six buses, six bus routes, or whatever. Yeah. And they had to have colors, mm-hmm. and they're just like they bought a thing of construction paper, <laughs> and, and they're like, one "What are the colors yeah. in here?" Okay, yeah, like, um, there's only six colors of paper in here, so we got to use one of those. Yeah. Anyway, just pick out the colors so we can get back to molesting the children. <laughs> uh, Brandon uh, taught everyone at the bus stop uh, his parody version of this. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh I didn't fart you liar. I love that uh such a good version of uh, it. I did you have that at your you bus liar. stop? Oh, he didn't have a bus stop. I didn't oh, have a bus I'm stop. Sorry. No. Uh I, You lived I real went, close to the school. I went oh, to you should have had a, bus. a limousine every day. <laughs> if you had gotten a bus, I'd be like, "No, cut this. Cut the Reynolds bus out of the budget here." <laughs> I know that I was mad that I didn't get to take a bus to school because that was, you know, something from cartoons. Yeah. And I think my parents weren't thrilled just because they were like, well, I, you know, yeah, we're close to the school, but like I still have to take him there. Right. And, you know, the fact that my drive is like two minutes shorter than like your parents drive would have been. Tom, mm-hmm. I got news for you. 
you to the school, to the elementary school, to the yeah. grade school. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the grade school. Was comparable very... to me walking to the bus stop. Yeah, the grade school was like yeah. two blocks yeah. away from my house. Yeah, yeah that was, yeah, because I remember. But you needed your mommy to walk you there, or drive <laughs> you there, Tom. I was going to say, I remember even as like a pretty little kid walking. You were a pretty little kid. <laughs> Walking to the grade school. <laughs> the teachers talking about it. The teachers alone. Uh, walking to the school uh, alone when I was like pretty young. Uh, you know, I, I think second grade I started going. No, second. Yeah. Second grade I was definitely walking to school and home by myself. Uh, but maybe even younger. Meh, probably not elementary school. Probably grade school. Well. Uh, we'll go into the archives and figure it out. <laughs> there is a crossing guard to help with the big street. And I just want to point out the uh, mm-hmm. when you made a reference to molestation, mm-hmm. it didn't happen in the grade school. It, it happened did. in the high school. Yeah, but I saw also you weren't making a tasteless joke about like, hey, this is a, yeah, like this was something that happened. Yeah, it was in the it school was district rampant in our yeah, school district. <laughs> it happened. It was rampant. Yeah. Um, it's something and, we're and not happy about. It seems like it about. got more rampant after we left. Yeah, because we weren't there to, you know, keep everybody in line. No, because the teachers, the, the, the teachers who were doing it when we were there is so obviously that we knew as like you know dumb kids, uh, you know, dumb teenagers, like oh these guys are creeps. Uh, when other grown men came to work there. And they realize, oh, these guys are creeps and nobody does anything about it. Maybe I'll become a creep. Yeah. And uh, they kind of like took on think a mentor relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. some alternate uh, titles oh. that Billy Joel kicked around for okay. this. I didn't with, fart, you liar. With Rolling Stone's uh, Jan Winner. Who? With uh, Rolling Stone magazine? Yeah. Okay. Um. He why was he kicking him around with a magazine writer? Because this guy from Rolling Stone like inserted himself oh, okay. into all fucking music stuff. Dancing through the fire, uh huh, and waltzing through the fire. Waltzing through the fire, ugh. Yeah, uh, I mean dancing mm-hmm. through. Yeah, we didn't start the fire. That's it was always burning since the world's been turning. How could how could it have had a different title? Would those lyrics have changed? Um, probably. Or I guess you could say dancing through the fire. Uh, it's always been burning since the world was turning. Yeah. Uh, we didn't start the fire as a good. Even though like the, the song doesn't really allude to that idea. I mean, or is it just like this is all the the messed up stuff that happened in my life. And not, not all of it is. Uh, yeah, some like, of it's good. Yeah, but it's just like. It's not the baby boomer's fault, guys. We <laughs> we, we didn't do this. Yeah, look at everything that the happened. The thing was all this stuff was always fucked up. Yeah, um, and we tried to fight. We tried to fight it. Mm-hmm. We did. Oh, no, they're good. They're good folks. <laughs> um, I'm just looking over some of the lyrics because, like, I've heard this song a million times, but um, I'm trying to see if there's. I mean, there's a lot of stuff even now that I'm like, I don't know what this is. Pan Pan Moon Pan Moon Jam. Pamun John. What's that? Um it's uh it's complicated. <laughs> it's a it's a it, it's kinda like it's a border village in Korea and it was the location of the truth the truce talks oh, between okay. the, the parties of the Korean War. Tom, 
Mm-hmm. You're as bad as Sean Lennon's friend. <laughs> I, I, you didn't know about the Korean War. Tim, look, I got, I, I'll level with you. Uh, cut this part out of the podcast. I'm hoping Billy listens to this episode, and he's so infuriated that he records a new version. To supersede the awful yeah. Fallout Boy version? Yeah. I mean, maybe it won't even be about stuff that's happened since 1989 till now. Maybe he'll just take another crack at this. He'll be like, that wasn't all that happened. Here's some other stuff. Do you have affection for this song, Tom? Yes. Do you think it's a good song? Um... That's my reaction <laughs> yeah. to this song and like most of Billy Joel's catalog. Right. It's like I've I think it's affection. an incredibly unique song and a very If well, you it's very unique if you haven't heard It's the End of the World as we know it and I feel fine, which was released like one or two years earlier. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I didn't think about that. Maybe Billy Joel was like, this is a sort of a new genre, list music. I mean, it's it's list song is is a clickable link in in Wikipedia. Oh, I bet that um, bare naked ladies song is in there one week. Oh, uh, it, let's see. I uh, mean, that's just fast lyrics. Yeah, but it's like a list. It's like a one list. week bare naked ladies. <laughs> yep. See, it's a list song. There's way too many list songs. The bad touch. Which is uh, oh, you and me, baby, yeah. the bloodhound uh, gag, mm-hmm. as it lists many euphem- euphemisms for sexual acts. Yeah, yeah, I'd include it as a list song. Mm. Um, somebody should make a list song about all about this list. Yeah, hold on. Is uh, the only other one that I could think of is what's that? Um, is it a Queens of the Stone Age song mm-hmm. where they like list all the drugs? Oh, yeah, ecstasy. Does that feel good hit of the summer? Yeah, I think so. Is that in there? Not in there. Okay. It looks like old Timmy's going to be updating Wikipedia today. It's just really... I finally have something to contribute. It's really just the chorus that does that. And they only name, like, I don't know, like six different things. It's a list. Yeah, it is a list. A list can be six things, Tom. A last list could be six things. I mean, sometimes I go you to the supermarket. keeping uh, what a list is, Tom? <laughs> sometimes I go to the supermarket, and, I, and my list isn't even that long. Uh. I went there today to get bread and toilet paper. Or not bread and toilet paper. I'm thinking of money. Uh, I went there to get uh, beer and toilet paper. I looked like a real <laughs> guy with a fun night ahead of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm always so self-conscious of what else I'm buying when I'm buying toilet paper, and I shouldn't be. Yeah, I have that, too. It's like these people are going to think I'm some sort of sick freak. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They'll never believe that stuff comes out of my butt. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, I mean, yeah, often I'm I'm buying toilet paper. It's a thing that you you always need more of. But I'm always so self-conscious if it's like a night that... uh, like Laura's not around and I have to like fend for myself for dinner and I didn't think about that till like nine o'clock. So yeah. now I'm like, I'll just go get like a, a, a frozen a cuisine and a package of toilet paper <laughs> yeah. and a single roll of toilet paper. Yeah, and it yeah. feels like, come on, man, start shopping ahead a little uh, bit. Um, Tom. <laughs> Boy, did you, did you, did you blow through all your toilet paper and now you think, oh, I should start eating healthier so I'll get a lean cuisine when I get my next roll? <laughs> you, 
think if you eat lean cuisines, you use less toilet paper. I think a guy who blows through a bunch of toilet paper. Also, like, how do they know how quickly? Unless you're going in there, I could see if it's the same cashier, and you're going in and buying a four-pack of toilet paper every day. They're like, this guy's blowing through. But nobody's going to think that, like, because you're buying toilet paper, you must have gone through all of your toilet paper so quickly. Well, let me ask you this, Sam. When you, uh, like, put toilet paper on the conveyor belt, do you say to the cashier every time, well, I guess you know what this is for. <laughs> I always just go, it's not for me. <laughs> Fuck it for somebody else. <laughs> uh, um, uh, he was asked, uh-huh. um, Billy Joel was like, yeah. hey, you ever going to do a follow-up to this song? Mm-hmm. No, I'll let Fallout Boy do it. said, so, no, I wrote one song already, and I don't think it was really that good to begin with. <laughs> That's Melodically. <laughs> That's what he says about everything he's ever done. I know he's kind of cool in that way. That like, <sighs> no, you know, like a... you know, it's like bluster, but like you know, he does like have a, like he's arrogant and narcissistic yeah. as anybody mm-hmm. would be in his position, but like he still does think that he's kind of bullshit. Yeah, but. He... I think he has that kind of Long Island thing where, like, he'll say that all day, but if anyone around him was ever like, that song was all right, he'd be like, fuck you, (laughs) fly off the handle. Yeah. Um, He also, uh, somebody asked, or, you know, he was asked at one point, I guess somebody asked him this, Mm -hmm, if it was meant to be a chronicle of the Cold War. Yeah. He said... It was just my luck that the Soviet Union decided to close down shop right after I put the song out. Yeah. It's just like, hey, I lucked into it. And like that made a nice he, little he symmetry. He didn't here. claim that he had anything to do with yeah. it. Maybe he did. He did. I mean, he did that concert in Russia where he was screaming at, uh, yeah. at the guy. Well, you know why he was screaming at yeah, the guy. Yeah, because they were like uh, shining lights on people to like take him out. Yeah, or not even to take. He was just like, he was afraid that like people mm-hmm. would be marked for like, yeah, whatever. You were an enemy of the state. Yeah, because you're enjoying you like American Billy rock Joel and roll. Too much. Yeah, because that's the, <laughs> that was pretty edgy in the Soviet Man, Union. Man, imagine getting sent to the fucking gulag because you were dancing too much at a well, Billy Joel concert. <laughs> Billy Joel, yeah. Stormfront, pretty good. You know album, he's though. not gonna help. You. He's not gonna, uh, you know, send his helicopter to go get you out of the gulag, drop you off at his uh, yard in Sag Harbor. Um, I mean, he would if he could. I don't think Billy Joel's as bad of a guy as you think, as as you claim he is. No, I, I, I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think he's he's not gonna go out of his way to uh, uh, save a political prisoner. What? <laughs> Maybe he will. Maybe he will. We, we got to follow up, find out if any of those uh, people are still in the gulag. Yeah. And then also I'm reminded, like, every time there's a, you know, I'm like, hey, Billy Joe's a good guy. He's salt mm-hmm. of the earth. He, like, he would be <laughs> he blue collar if he didn't have. Living room. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, either that or, like, the, he announced uh, that he's ending his res- residency yeah. at Madison Square Garden. And he's up there with freaking James Dolan, like, hey, yeah. and thank you to this man, the greatest man on earth. It's like, just, just yeah. Some I thought you were going to say, like, I, he's ending his run because uh, everything's too woke now. <laughs> but I don't think, I think if, I haven't heard him speak on the subject. No. But I think, like, he'd be like, he'd be very uh, Long Island about it, where he'd be like, 
uh, well, I think he'd have a progressive take on it uh-huh. with a Long Island twist to yeah, it, where yeah. it'd be like, "Hey, it's none of my business what, what these freaks want to do with their lives." <laughs> right? You know? Yeah, just and, don't shove it in my face. Yeah, and do whatever you want. But like, I'm fully supportive of it. But whoo, there's some wackadoos <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that would definitely be his uh, attitude. Yeah. Um, but like it's better that like <laughs> I'd hesitate to call him an ally on any on right, any issue. Right, but he's not like a hateful man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like he'll just fuck off to his mansion yeah. and uh, ride his chopper around. Yeah, I do think he's the kind of guy that like uh, I think he does appreciate art and artists. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, look, he's the piano man. <laughs> he sure is. Uh, He's the uptown girl herself. No, that was his uh, his ex-wife. Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley. Everybody, the beauty and the beast. That's what they said. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. They called him the beast? I mean, he wasn't a great looking man. No, but, but I mean, she was like at the time, you know, the most beautiful for the woman in America. Time? Yeah, for the longest time. She was. She, she had a long reign as like, a, you know, an incredibly beautiful woman. Back in the day when uh, you know you could just sell posters, and that was that was of uh, a lady, yeah, and that was a lucrative business. Yeah, I maintain mm-hmm. Christy Brinkley still looks fabulous today. She, she does; she looks great. Or the last time I saw her, which was yeah. on uh, Parks and Rec. Billy Joel doesn't look bad either. He lost uh, uh, a lot of weight recently. Did he? I watched a 60 Minutes Australia. <laughs> um, I get a lot of those videos on YouTube, too. Why yeah, is that? Interview. I don't know. But they uh, it was from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But they started doing a story on Billy Joel pre-pandemic. Yeah. And then they had to pause it because oh, the okay. pandemic. And, and it was Australia. Back, he had lost weight. So yeah. they were like, and then, well, now we have to address this. Yeah, really. And like the whole thing turned into like, him talking about his weight loss journey. <laughs> uh, like, what, what, what's his secret? What'd he do? Um, I think he just, uh, his doctor told him he should lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and he realized he wasn't uh, a young man anymore yeah. and should listen to his doctor. And I think the whole thing was like, he was trying to make it this thing of like, hey, I was the angry young man. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know now that I'm song? the wise old man. But, uh, you know, I was always thumbing my, my, uh, my uh, face, thumbing my nose, thumbing my nose yeah. at authority. Yeah. But now in my old age, I realize I can't be that angry young man anymore. It'll it, literally kill me. It was. It's very funny. I mean, that's one of the funny things about Billy Joel to me is that like Billy Joel really sees himself as like a true punk. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I was always, yeah, giving the finger to authority. And uh, it's like, yeah, but I don't know. Authority wasn't really doing anything to you. (laughs) Okay. So when this song came out, Mm -hmm. yeah, like nobody was ever like, oh, we're. Oh, we're burning all the Billy Joel records. They're too sexual. (laughs) He's, yeah. Uh, when you when you play him backwards, you hear messages from the devil. He was like, he was a guy in the eighties putting out fucking doo wop albums. <laughs> That's true. I really wish that if if I could remove one chapter from the Billy Joel discovery, <laughs> it would be it would be that because that makes him seem 
way lamer than he actually is. He's got some. But that's what I'm saying when he talks about like thumbing his nose at authority. Yeah, yeah. It's like authorities over there snapping their fingers, like, "Hey, we love this song." <laughs> it's like a bar- barbershop quartet. All this great. Fuck you, pig. It's like, no, no, we love it, Billy. <laughs> uh, in 1990, Tom, mm-hmm. they sent out four, 40,000 audio cassettes oh, to yeah. schools. Oh, wow. Um, it had, uh, we didn't start the fire on mm-hmm. it, but preceding it, before it had a 10-minute lecture from Billy Joel. Oh, wow. <laughs> about the importance of history. Huh. Which is like I'm sure I that's see, online somewhere. I'd like to listen I to was, that. I searched. Oh, and you can find it really. It. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was the name of it? Uh, whatever. And it's, it's it's like just bullshit. Like uh, history is a living thing. If we didn't learn from, if we don't learn from the mistakes of history, we're doomed to repeat them. But like, I could see that being like right. forty seconds of an intro that we. <laughs> What is he talking about for uh, the, 10 minutes? The other nine minutes are him like complaining about the guy who's got the slip next to him at the dock. <laughs> and the dock master not doing anything about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was upset that like the guy at the bakery like the the like didn't let him skip the line even though yeah. it was Billy Joel. Yeah, I go I go there all the time. He knows who I am. He knows my face. And I wouldn't mind. I can wait like a normal person, but like and I like it, but like uh, I love all my fans. But like <laughs> I'm getting bothered all the time. People want a picture. People want an yeah. autograph. I I'm just trying to out. get a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I got, I got, a, I got a sauce on. Jar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim, I feel like we haven't talked enough about the Fallout. All right, let's version. let's uh, uh, let's let's transition over to the the Fallout. Okay, I, I have the lyrics in front of me. Do you, or do you know it all from so what what the story here is that fallout boy they made it like an event the yeah. day before they were like tomorrow at 10 a.m eastern 1 p.m pacific mm-hmm. like 8 a.m uh london like we yeah. are going to release mm-hmm. the version of billy joel's we yeah, didn't start it's the called fire like we didn't start the fire 89 to 23 yeah like nobody asked for this. I, Tom, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you this: I don't know one Fallout Boy song. I've never heard a Fallout Boy song. You've this heard was... that? That's them. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do they also sing the the Pete Buttigieg song? Um, what was that song? The again? High Hope song. Yeah, Is that Fall I think Boy? so. Yeah, maybe. Um. They're also like a weird band because they they've got like oh no that's Panic at the Disco oh okay they, like which Same I difference. thought was Fallout <laughs> like yeah. uh, it's now it now occurs to me that those are two different bands um but they uh, and maybe they don't do the song I just sang either but uh, that's uh, Sugar We're Going Down yeah but a weird band because they like Pete Weiss is that his uh. Yeah, Pete that's Wentz, Wentz. Pete Wentz. Um, All I know is that he showed his wiener on the internet one time. Did he? I think. Okay. <laughs> I think I can't be sure. <laughs> um, there's a guy named Patrick Stump. Oh, <laughs> he plays the drums, I assume? No, he's the singer. Oh, okay. I have pictured him sitting on a stump playing the drums. Uh, 
But uh, Pete, <laughs> you think Trevor sat on stumps? I think Patrick Stump does. Uh, maybe that's how he got the name. Uh, I his thought maybe actual was name like is a... Patrick Stump. Oh, okay. S-T-U-M-P-H. Yeah. But he he excised the H to yeah. be more rock and roll. Uh, probably just because every time he somebody asked him his name, he had to be like Stump, but then with an F. Yeah, and he got yeah. sick of doing that. That's not rock and roll. That's just uh, common yeah. sense. Uh, I was gonna say Fall Out Boy's a weird band because Pete Wentz is like the most uh, known member, and he's not the singer. He's the is, bassist. Yeah, which is always unusual. That's what happened with uh, Interpol, wasn't there? Uh, what is his name? Carlos G. Yeah, the bassist. Yeah. Yeah, he left the band. I don't know if he came back or whatever. Yeah, he became like an artist. But like the only guy I knew Mm -hmm. from Interpol was uh, was that guy. Yeah. I mean, I think more people and probably then there was know a guy in the band that than went, Anthony Kiedis. Good band. So the the thing that I think really stinks about this is th- th- there's a bunch of things. But the big one is that they uh, that they're like, oh, we should do this. When I'm sure if you look on YouTube, there's like hundreds of people that have had this yeah, idea. But those are ukulele versions. Tom. <laughs> uh, it's just not that great of an idea to begin with. And then it's not executed well. Right. Carlos and, D. Carlos D, not G. Uh, I also, think, I spent way too long on the actual Interpol uh, the, Wikipedia. The, yeah, and I was like, international where is this guy's police? name? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, go well, on. What's all this garbage about Carmen San Diego? I'm trying to find out this basis name. Uh, yeah. My primary problem with the with the lyrics to this new version is that they are not chronological and Billy Joel's is not always chronological, but it's like close. It's like year by year. Pretty yeah. Chronological. So it's like, I yeah, remember this in the happened, liner notes of Stormfront like, in the lyrics. Uh-huh. It did have oh, really? headers Everything of, of the year. Okay. So, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was so like, it's yeah. like, yeah, this happened the month before the next thing I'm going to mention, yeah. but or a month mm. after the next thing. But and like, he said it's kind of like a Tarantino movie in that way. He said that? Yeah. That's, and what did Quentin Tarantino think of that at the time? He was probably like in uh, high he, school he or was, working was, at that video store. He, yeah, he was writing True Romance. Yeah, and he uh, was probably like, oh, wow, all right. Billy Joel. Inspiring. <laughs> Uh, never put any of his music in his movies, no. to the best of my knowledge, though. Not that I'm aware of either. Uh, but yeah, the fact that the Fallout Boy version is not chronological, I feel like they missed the whole fucking point, which they is, did. which is, it's impressive that he found a way to rhyme all these things still in order. If you were gonna just pick out of the fucking ether anything that's happened in the last thirty-four years and make it rhyme in any order. Yeah, uh, anyone could do, not anyone, but most people could do that. Yeah, and honestly, Tom, maybe Billy Joel. <laughs> well, I, I corrected myself because I didn't think about people in comas. <laughs> yeah, they can't They can't write lyrics, Tom. And you shouldn't ask that of them. You shouldn't expect that. I think Billy Joel might be behind this Fallout Boy thing. I think he hears people like us 
talking shit about we didn't start the fire and not melodically he he, he understands that <laughs> right. melodically is not great uh-huh. um but um i was always like that song's kind of cheesy and like yeah. and then i was just like actually that's like the fallout boy version made me reflect on the billy joel version and be like that's actually pretty impressive that he was able to do this yeah that not even uh pete wentz and patrick stump <laughs> could uh could could pull off a similar feat. I'm just looking at some of these lyrics. Uh let's go. Let's do it. The you know what? The other thing is when it's like super recent history mm-hmm. and like there's like a section where it's like black people who were killed by police officers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like and they're like, hey, let's make a verse of all those names. And it's like Guys, are you guys the ones to be doing this? (laughs) Yeah. Well, but it's not even that, because I'm looking at this one example. Meghan Markle, George Floyd, Burj Khalifa, Metroid. Metroid, guys? Also, Metroid. That came out in 88. And that's what you're going to rhyme with? George Floyd? George Floyd, Metroid? Also, it's like... This is very, a lot of this stuff is very charged and very recent. Yeah. You gotta be careful how you, you present things. It's right. like, what rhymes with George Floyd? Metroid. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, Metroid's cool. I, I think that's one of the other big differences is that uh, because they, uh, you know, uh, JFK blown away what else do I have to say? Mm-hmm. But it's like at that time that it happened 20 years, 26 years. 27 years ago, yeah, or 26 years, yeah. Um. But here he has, they have uh, Shinzo Abe blown away. And it's mm-hmm. like, that just happened. And also, did you guys know who Shinzo Abe was? Yeah. Uh, uh, what else I'm looking at? Oh, I thought there was a line about, uh, they have Keaton Batman. I thought there was something Keaton 89 or Batman 89. And it's like, but nobody called it Batman 89 back then. Well, you made up a thing that wasn't in the song and got mad about it. So <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fine. I'm not going to dig fair. Fallout Boy for that <laughs> one. Uh, Fermi Paradox, Venus and Serena. Fermi Paradox. Uh, why? That's Okay. What's the Fermi paradox? The Fermi then? paradox is the the uh, paradox of if there's so many if, if there's so many planets out there, so many galaxies, and there has to be intelligent life. How come we haven't been contacted by any of that? Okay, and it's this. Uh, I think it's like a, a astrophysicist uh, Fermi that right. came up with it. And it's like, yeah, that's a, but it's like, I don't really, I didn't realize that that is even something that came about in the last forty years. I, it's not. It's certainly not. You don't think so? No. Um, I mean, it could be. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, I mean, the biggest cringe part of this, World Trade Second Plane, what else do I have to say? Also, plane and say? Yeah. Those Blown don't... away, what else do I have to say? Yeah, away, say. They mm. rhyme. Plane and say doesn't... I And, that's... and also, second plane, like... The first plane also was <laughs> caused a lot of problems. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure if you uh, uh, kept paying attention to what happened to the the first tower after it got hit, but I think that's the other thing that and and I read something from them where they they kind of defended that by being like, "Well, we were trying to think of like what's our generation's JFK," and and they're 
100% right that those are very equivalent American events that happen. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but you didn't have that attention to detail about the rest of the the song. And, and like also the that attention part to didn't detail. Rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't it come like at the beginning of a, or did it come at the end of a? Verse? No, it, it's at the it's at the very end. Okay. It's where JFK blown away okay. would be. Uh, and he didn't mention the rock and roller cola wars, which continued beyond we're, 1989. Tim, we're still fighting them. I know, and they're remiss not to not to not to mention it. Also, for a band named for a Simpsons character, yeah, 1989, freaking one of the most influential television shows of uh, the last 40 years. Mm-hmm debuted the simpsons and you're not going to mention the simpsons and you know who else they don't mention what oj simpson yeah they don't mention oj simpson i'm looking i don't think they mention uh ukraine maybe they don't mention covid you don't mention covid like yeah sure billy joel like didn't hit everything but he hit the big ones (laughs) and like yeah. The thing that if made us all stay inside for a year didn't make the list. Yeah, if you think 40 years from now, uh, COVID and what's going on in Ukraine right now aren't going to be huge. COVID more than Ukraine, think- hopefully... <laughs> Uh, will will be the the bigger you know more more people died. It was a global thing, but I mean Ukraine. It's like I like that you've suddenly gotten yourself tied up in this thing about uh, well, having I'm, to. Defend. I don't want to say that like what's happening in Ukraine isn't I, important. I know, Tom. Can but we I, just say for shame, Fallout Boy, to put Tom in this shame. In this, Look, in this now position. I'm gonna get canceled. <laughs> Unbelievable. If you like the show, you can find out more at TCGT.com. You can find all our social media links and whatnot there, our subreddit, our Discord. They're, they're, they're great times. Check out our uh, uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash complete guide. You can find uh, episodes of Books of Podcasts. This week, we're wrapping up the novelization of... Uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in I Hollywood. Was say One Tree Hill. <laughs> Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino, and you're thinking, oh, but he, you, he, uh, but who wrote the book? He wrote the book too, you knucklehead. Patreon.com slash complete guide. Listen, you idiot. Now go over there and pay us $5 a month. <laughs> so listen to us. Uh, you get all the back episodes of uh, Books of Podcasts and, uh, and a whole lot more. Patreon.com slash complete guide. You can follow me on Twitter. Instagram, and as Tim alluded to earlier, Blue Sky at Tom Reynolds. Yeah, only follow me on Blue Sky at your pal Tim. Wow. Tim only wants the coastal elites to follow him. That's true. Um, Tom, this is the rare episode where we were mostly on topic the whole time, <laughs> yeah. and I still feel like we got nowhere. <laughs> I know. I still... <laughs> we, ho- didn't, we didn't get into... Any of the Billy Joel lyrics. <laughs> nope. And we got into like John. four lines from the uh, yeah. uh, Fallout Boy version. Maybe we should just pivot to making this a, a, a We Didn't Start the Fire podcast. There, we'll never run out of things to talk about. There is a We Didn't Start the Fire podcast oh, out yeah? there. And um, it's a good... I've actually heard this numerous people like talk just about goes starting through, like, this. History. It just goes like every episode is the next. Oh, okay, thing. yeah. Um, cool. I've never listened to it. I'm sure there's probably more than one that actually do that. Um, yeah, but um, 
Yeah, Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray. I I have started watching uh, White House Plumbers on HBO. You know about this show? Yeah, with uh, Woody Boyd <laughs> from Cheers. <laughs> Harrelson uh, and uh, Justin Thoreau. Uh, and you know what? Mm. Cheers didn't make either Billy Joel or yeah. Fall Out Boy. And it, it premiered. Yeah, exactly. The premiere of Cheers. Premiere of Cheers, finale of Cheers. <laughs> and finale of Cheers and, and Fallout Boy, yeah. Um, would that would have given Fallout Boy a free line there <laughs> that they could have put in. But uh, yeah, I started watching White House Plumbers. And it's one of those things where like, I feel like you know, when we were kids, there was still so many people talking about Watergate. And it's like, I still don't really know what, well, like, ex- I know, like, the broad strokes, but I don't know the whole thing. About Watergate? Yeah. Really? I mean, I know, Haven't like, you seen All the President's Men? No, I haven't seen All oh, the President's Men. that's a good movie. Men. You should. Um, but watching, uh, watching this, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, it's interesting to see history sometimes. <laughs> I could do one of these uh, intros for one of these tapes they sent to schools. <laughs> Your whole life would have been different if they sent us that ten-minute Billy Joel lecture. <laughs> Man, uh, we would we probably would have brought it up on this show every episode. Hey, remember that time <laughs> in school they just played a tape from Billy Joel talking to us? God, I wish we were at a fucking Long Island school. Yeah, Wait, they get they get yeah, lost where in were the they mail? sending these things? Yeah, yeah, what the hell? I'm sure all of our teachers would have been they would have had a fucking assembly yeah. to play this for us. I do remember like this song was a big deal and not just yeah. with Brandon at the bus stop. <laughs> right. It went way beyond that. Like, now, now there's Joe Brandon you're talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Joe Brandon. All right, we'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.